The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of feng shui and Chinese metaphysics. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by estate and business organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zemansky, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today we're talking about entrepreneurial leadership with Heather Furby. The ancients used feng shui for power and money, and they still do today. So over the next hour, let's see how we can help ignite the leader in you and access wealth to be a powerful business owner now. So here's a little bit about Heather Furby. She is the CEO and co-founder of Creative Age Leadership, Inc. She's a business strategist and innovative leader who works with high potential leaders to create lives of meaning and financial freedom. Through consulting, executive coaching, and personal development programs, she will help you masterfully navigate the special needs of today's business environment and become a person of influence so that your ideas are heard, respected, and sought after. Heather takes people on a deeper dive into discovering their unique leadership styles through several of her online and in-person programs, which she's going to talk a little bit about today. And she's also the lead author of uh, the Amazon best-selling Women of Influence and has proven that you don't have to follow the rules to make a difference and lead with impact. Today, we're going to talk about the shift from employee to employer leadership mindset. And I'd like to welcome Heather to the show. Thanks, Kathleen. Such an honor to be here with you. I really appreciate the time. And always amazing to have conversations with another just powerful business leader who understands that there's so many forces at work that uh, play into our business and power. Well, thank you for acknowledging that because there there is so much that is on the in the in the invisible world, the subtle energies that we can tap into, and having really strong business um, mindset in and forward-thinking um, paths to go along, we, we really can impact the world in a, a really powerful way. So let's let's just go ahead and jump in. You use the term leadership. Um, we, you know, that is a very broad term, but, but for you, it has a special meaning. So why do you think it's so important to talk about leadership? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because even as we talk about these other forces at work to bring it into leadership, way back when, oh, when I first started, I remember um, talking to boyfriend, now husband, who is an amazing tech um, marketing and he's an electrical engineer. And at that time, I had a healing clinic and was doing much more personal kind of hands-on work with individuals and really bringing out leadership through body potential. And he would ask me, like, what? I don't understand what you do. How do you know that these energies exist? And it was always so funny because I'd look at him and say, you build 
microwave towers that so cell phones can speak to each other or like right now we're on the phone, I'm speaking, somehow it gets translated digital back to, you know, certain packets and transferred to the internet. And I look and go, okay, that's voodoo. At least I put my hands on people and stuff happens. <laughs> it was always this, this idea of like, well, what are these mysterious forces and why do we accept them in certain ways like technology and not ways of healing? And so I looked at that and said, well, how can I bring these worlds together? Because I'm so passionate about both. And in that, for me, coming up with this word leadership, it is a broad term. And it's really about, you know, it, people talk about personal leadership or positional leadership. Most of us in the Western kind of developed world, a lot of what we think leadership is is our title. So we just dream of getting these, you know, C-suite titles, meaning the CEO, CFO, Chief Financial Officer, Chief Operational Officer, Chief Executive Officer. And we think, oh, when I get that title, I've made it. But what I found more and more when I worked with people both hands-on and, and body work healing and then when I got into more leadership consulting is these people were leading, kind of air quotes around the word leading, but they just felt inside, I called it the empty briefcase syndrome. So it was like, don't look at my briefcase because you're going to find out it's empty and I only know what I'm doing. And I went, how do we get to these positions where we're supposedly got the title we've sought after and we still don't have confidence in ourselves? So that's really where I look at leadership being this piece of who do I experience myself to be? Can I actually influence other people? And then most importantly on the personal side is can I actually give myself a command and follow it? Not have other people follow it, but can I follow myself with confidence, meaning I make decisions as needed quickly, I'm not going to stress too much over them, I'm willing to take chances and risks. So why I think it's so important is that we can all be leaders in this world. And it doesn't mean that you have to run a big movement and have thousands of people following you. It's about who am I when I wake up in the morning. Because we don't really wake up in the morning thinking, I should be a better leader. We wake up thinking, oh, my God, you know, my employees aren't listening or my team's falling apart or I don't know what to do or financially I'm having trouble. So it's really how do we lead our thoughts? And then in that leadership, let's bring it into business and say how do we actually make an impact, and be a person of influence out there in business so that we can run our businesses more efficiently, keep our employees, stop so much turnover, and most importantly, help other people, including ourselves, make their highest and best contribution in this world. You know, I really like when you were talking about, you know, I, I actually know a person who says he only works with the C's, the CEOs, the CFOs, the, 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 and, and you know, that is a niche market, obviously, but I really like how you disseminated it down that we all could be leaders and you don't have to have a C in front of your name, although you know, as an entrepreneur, sometimes we have to hold all of those offices and, and including, you know, the janitor, um, the, the, the chief officer of trash, if you will. But, but it is, it is important, I think, to, you know, bring it down to that entrepreneurial mindset that, you know, we really have a, 
a really strong impact in business today um, by by bringing our gifts to the world. And so I know we're going to hear a little bit more about that. So you teach something that's called entrepreneurial leadership. What is that? So entrepreneurial leadership, I think in our, in our Western world moments, especially, say, in the United States, there's kind of a sexiness right now of being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, especially in technology. We have all heard Silicon Valley and, and tech startups, and it's kind of this like, oh, I get to be outside the box, and, and I get to do whatever I want, and I have free reign over my life. And then there's this reality of being an entrepreneur, which you hit exactly, saying we may have the title of CEO because we gave it to ourselves when we started a company or started this new thing, but in fact, we're running five or six different jobs and positions. So to to backtrack a little bit, when we talk about the word entrepreneur, I want to say that it's really... Really, we're talking about personal leadership and how do I take control over my life and my vision, my mission, where I want to go, rather than just saying, okay, I'm, I've got a job, I clock in nine to five, my ideas and the things that I do during the day don't really have an impact on people, it's not really what I want to do in life, but I'm too scared to make a change, so I'm just going to clock in and clock out. What I say is... As we look at this, it's how do we, day in and day out, even if we choose to have a 9-to-5 job anywhere, that's fine. It's great if you can uh, find one and that you love it. It's how do we bring out our own personal mission while doing this. And the other thing is when we look at the title, why I call it entrepreneurial leadership as opposed to leadership by title, when we get these C-suite positions, that's actually it's actually the weakest form of leadership that we have because if you take away that title, if you're leading with your title of I'm CEO, CTO, CFO, and then that title goes away, then you have to ask yourself, well, who am I now? And can I actually influence people and have my ideas heard and feel what we say curious, connected, and confident when I don't have the title? So that's why I bring it back to this entrepreneurial piece, which is how do I... There was some coaching we hear, like how do you be the CEO of your life? But how do I have a mission and a vision and act that out every day? Whether it's in business or in personal life or more and more as we combine them and have a very fine line between business and personal, thank you technology, um, you know, who, who am I each day? And that's really the heart of the entrepreneurial start piece, which is, hey, I have a mission and I want to, I want to, serve. It's not just about can I create the next big thing and the next big company. It's can I bring this vision and impact people, whether that is hundreds of thousands of people or dozens of people or a couple of people. It's what is my mission and who do I want to impact. And so that's why I'm passionate about the entrepreneurial leadership because it's a little different than what people talk about as far as, you know, how do I get the title or positional leadership, meaning, or situational leadership, basically saying, uh, you know, how do I lead in certain situations? That is important, and we do teach that, but it's that idea of day in and day out, who am I, and how do I make decisions for myself? 
So we have um, just about a minute or so um, before we, we head to a break, but um, you, you also talk about, you know, it's important for people to know their own style of leadership. So we have about a little over a minute. Can, can you touch on that before we go to break? Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit afterwards when it's when we talk about leading outside your comfort zone. But it's that you know, knowing is my style going to be more task driven? Am I am I motivated by just getting things done, taking action? Am I motivated by relationships? Am I motivated by problem solving? So it's really understanding how do I lead so that I can do that authentically and not feel like I'm wearing somebody else's leadership hat day in and day out. So that's a lot of what we kind of break down the process to say, let's figure out your personal style of leadership so that it feels authentic to you. And then you lead from that place rather than trying to be somebody that you're not. Got it. Got it. Got it. And you're also saying that even though, even if you are employed by someone else, that you still can bring your leadership style to the game and and even make the best of the situation. Uh, even though you're under the umbrella of someone else's company, you can stand out in the sea of seas <laughs> to be a be a leader. Is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely, and we've got a whole generation of millennials who are proving that that is the way to lead, that you don't need the title, you just lead by situation, by by timing, say, I'm a leader right. at every moment, and so they've really taught generations ahead of them right. that skill. All right. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity right now to thank my sponsors, E&B Organizers. They're a reliable organizing firm that's insured and bonded to handle all your estate and organizing needs. To learn more about E&B Organizers, click on the banner or go to enborganizers.com. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui. When we come back, I'll be chatting more with Heather Furby, and we're going to be talking more about entrepreneurial leadership. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology Reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. 
Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. We're joined today with Heather Furby, and we're talking about entrepreneurial leadership. And before the break, we just kind of opened up the conversation about leadership styles. And you were mentioning, Heather, that, you know, there's, you know, a couple that you mentioned of, you know, really discovering you know, who you are, so you know how to lead from that best platform. And it was like task driven and relationship um, uh, motivated. And so you want to expand upon that just a little bit so we can get a clear sense of that? Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's, so there's, I mean, it's, it's so interesting because there are leadership styles. And um, we've seen these kind of across cultures come in of what what are the styles and what's acceptable? So it's, always, it's a touchy subject, but it's bringing it into understanding what your boundaries are, kind of what have you been brought up with that you think is, quote, normal. And so as we look at this, it's, there's a, bring it around, there's a quote from Abraham Maslow that says, I suppose it is tempting if the only tool you have is a hammer to treat everything as if it's a nail. Mm -hmm. And so looking at, like, it's my only skill that I'm conscious of is that I have a hammer. I'm going to tend to go around and look at every problem like it's a nail because that's what I've been trained to do. So when we look at this, how do we get outside our comfort zone and these various styles, it's breaking it down into what is my innate wiring, it's not really my personality. It's, it's who am I born into this planet to be and how does that affect how I see the world, which will affect the decisions I make, which, of course, then affects my thoughts, my actions, and how I actually lead. So we go backwards saying, well, if we're going to look at your leadership style, let's bring it all the way back to understanding what your core motivation is so that you're approaching problems and leadership with consciousness so that you're aware if I'm applying a hammer in a place that possibly a different tool like a saw, a wrench, anything would be more appropriate, I can either switch my leadership style or say this is not the best time for me to lead. I'm actually going to hand it over to somebody else. And so that's when we look at, well, what are these knowing your own style of leadership? Because the piece of entrepreneurial leadership, I think the, the misname is that we think entrepreneurs are like these solo rock stars who can do everything. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you find it the opposite, which is the most successful entrepreneurs are very focused on what they can do. And then we hear it over and over, we hire a team or we work with a team that is smarter than us in all these other areas. And that's where your successful entrepreneur 
is going to come in. So the entrepreneurial leadership is understanding this is really my niche and my style of leadership. Everything outside that, it doesn't mean I can't learn. It's just I'm not going to be as effective. So if there's somebody that can be more effective in a different situation, and I can give some examples about that, but then turn it over to them. For example, one of the things I, I talked about, I have a, a friend who's a much uh, really driven by tasks, and it's a very practical approach to life and business, which is kind of what do I need to do? I got it. Boom, I'm going to get it done. And I'm much more creative and driven by relationships and kind of looking how to fix things. So you put the two of us together, and I came up with this piece of, wouldn't it be fun to have an apple orchard? And he said, yeah, awesome. I've always wanted to do that. Within a week, he has cleared three acres of his property and started planting trees. And I'm like, no, I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun? Like, brainstorm yeah. <laughs> dreaming for me. But he's that, that's how he operates, which is I'm task driven. I'm going to take action. I have an idea. No more thought. Go take action. So we can see that can be really beneficial at times in business. And then there's other times that that type of leadership, you're going to have a whole team kind of cleaning up after you if you took action before something was really ready. The flip side of me being creative is I can sit and brainstorm for forever. And the, the best part is if you throw your hardest problems at me in business, I can look at them from all different angles and eventually we'll come up with a solution. And it's going to be a really creative uh, solution for you or for your specific situation. The not so great part is I can sit and brainstorm forever and come up with another idea and another idea and another idea. So if I'm not conscious, my world of putting the hammer to the problem is, oh, let's just brainstorm. Let's just come up with another idea. So with my team, they look at me and say, oh, my God, are we going to just brainstorm all day or are we actually going to get anything done? And I think, well, we've had a really productive day because we brainstormed. We came up with all kinds of solutions. And they have to remind me there was not a problem that actually needed to be solved. So that's what I mean is, is saying there's a time and a place for everybody's style. But if we're not conscious about it, we're going to take that hammer and just keep hammer and nails, even though it's not needed and it's the wrong tool to use. Yeah, you know, I... Yeah, it makes absolutely sense because I'm the same way, um, Heather. I'm a uh, creative by heart. I can, I am the idea person. I've got a, a million and one ideas in my head all the time, either for myself or others for that matter. I'm the same as you that I can, I can really just like have an idea and it just percolates inside me and boom, I have like a whole new business if I want to. So that's the thing that when I hired my fabulous um, admin, she, she really, is able to cut through the chase and and as you say keep me on track um, because it it's it's really um, hard for someone like myself or easy however you want to look at the side of the coin but you know for me to continue to create but get nothing done you know so I it's it, it's it, that's the that's the the thing that I I find the most challenging is bringing the pruning shears to my own ideas because it's a fun place to be in but you know sometimes ideas especially when they're in the incubation stage they're not really making you money because there's so many moving pieces and for that to get you know grounded and you know off into uh, 
a product or a service or a program, it really, you know, can can be debilitating. And that's the thing that, um, but you know what, I have to also say that, you know, the, the thing that is interesting, uh, we'll have to do this for you offline sometime, is that your, your month of birth, the elements that are in the month of birth will tell you what your character is, which is also about your career and so it would actually it would also give you some guidance on what your you know what what is happening and what are the elements that you need to either rein in or be more creative or or, you know whatever the case may be so it is a very interesting um, dynamics to look at as well when when you're looking at uh, an astrology chart of what you're best suited at and things like that yeah yeah and that's, that's what I love, the work that you do is, is very similar in, in certain ways, and it's that, that piece of, like, how can I adapt who I am without changing who I am? But to understand, well, this is a great time for me to enter negotiations. This would be a great time for me to launch something. This right. would not be a good time to do it. And so that's where we say that comfort zone, too, is it can make it uncomfortable to be like, well, I am creative, now is not a great time to launch something, so therefore my creativity isn't needed. Who am I now? And that's when we're really faced with what we call our conflict strategies and to say, well, how do I act when my gifts and skills actually aren't needed out in the world mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. moment? Not forever, but at this moment. Right, and right, right. Yeah, so I love those pieces that you bring to them, and I'd love to do that. Oh, yeah, that we will. Really have. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll play with that energy after. Um, so the the uh, you know you, you you're talking a little bit about. Um, I've heard you say this a couple of times uh, today already as like you know leading outside your comfort zone and you know at, at what point leading outside your comfort zone is it a good thing or is it going to start eating away at your your leadership skills? Right. So. The first thing to know is that we all have this comfort zone, and it, the, the term is overused. So there's a lot of terms that we use, like comfort zone, leadership, that are really That's broad. So I want to break down to, if you think of your comfort zone, literally, like I was, had a piece of paper and I drew a box. And everything that I put in that box are things that I just know in my world to be true. Mm-hmm. It can be anywhere from, this is what I experienced as a child, this is the culture that surrounds me. So we're not just talking Western American entrepreneur. This can be any culture across the globe to say, well, this is, these are the norms. This is what I know. Maybe this is what my parents told me growing up. This was an experience I had. And it's like all those things that are in the box. And those are things that we, the skills, like our hammer and our, our wrench and our saw that we just pull on to use. And there are go-to skills. And the fascinating piece is if we can do this, and we do this at a lot of our workshops, and as I mentioned when we do our, our Women's Leadership Summits and Camp CAS, Cause and Success, is we really dive into that to say, well, what, what is in the box? Because it's not wrong, but if we're not conscious of it, we're going to be necessarily pulling tools that might not be appropriate for that situation. So comfort zone is really this kind of just what I do and how I do it when I'm unconscious. So if I'm not conscious, I'm going to go down this path, and I can pretty much tell you what the results are going to be. So stepping outside the comfort zone is going through experiences or at times in life, sometimes it can be manufactured, sometimes they happen during trauma or chaos, 
that we're forced outside our comfort zone and we look and say, I don't have any skills. I don't have any tools. I don't know what to do out here. I feel really uncomfortable. And that's when we really get to know who we are because it's times of maybe I'm panicking. Maybe I've tried every tool I have, every communication skill, every, um, you know, whatever, the, the legal tools, every piece. And I say, nothing I know works. So can I be creative and approach this differently? Or am I stuck with only the tools that I have in my comfort zone? So when I say we do this experientially, um, what's fascinating is we can bring groups of people together. And I don't care even if you're from the exact same culture. You can be neighbors. You're, what's in your box looks so very different from everybody else. And one of the problems we come across as leaders is that we just, or actually as people, not just leaders, it's a problem that we have when we get to leadership, is we assume everybody thinks like us. So you and I were just saying earlier, like, I'm creative, and you and I could probably get together and brainstorm all day and feel like we had an awesome day. Right. And we just assume everybody loves creativity. Mm-hmm. And I was just writing an article about why nobody likes your creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Realizing, oh, not everybody loves to sit around and brainstorm. Some people find that exhausting because it's it's not in their comfort zone. Right. So it's a little broad, but it's basically saying it's, it's the box of tools that you know to pull on and why it's important to get outside it is to be able to become conscious of what am I doing, what tools am I using so that I can learn, maybe in this situation, there's another tool that I have, or maybe I don't have it, so I need to now ask for help. Okay, Heather, I'm going to need you to hold that thought, and we are going to take a very quick break, and we'll be right back with Heather Furby. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five-elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. 
the business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. I hope you enjoyed that last segment. We're talking with Heather Furby, and we were talking about getting outside of your comfort zone. And I met Heather at a conference, oh, I think it was towards the beginning of this year, I think. I can't really exactly remember. I go to a lot of these things. And she was leading a... Uh, kind of an exercise, if you will. Uh, she talked about her Camp Kaz and her Women's Summons, and she was just giving us a little bit of a taste of what was going to happen there. And so I I was in an area that is not familiar to me, so I didn't know anybody at the conference. I knew one person sort of peripherally. I didn't really, I don't really know her. I really can't call her a girlfriend. She's an acquaintance. I've, I've seen her at other other things, but I didn't know anybody else. I didn't know the organizers, didn't know anybody. So, you know, I walked into a room of people that I don't know. Now, I'm not particularly shy, but I don't see myself like dancing on stages or, or, you know, anything like that either. So um, you ran us through this exercise, which kind of brought back old memories of camping for me. I'm an ex-Girl Scout, or maybe, I don't know, are you an ex-Girl Scout? I mean, it's like a Marine. If you're always a Girl Scout, you're, you know, whatever. I still use those tools today, though, I have to say, you know, the campfire stuff, you know, because my husband and I like to actually actually camp, although we... Yeah. yeah, we don't sit around singing campfire songs. Let's put it that way. We, you know, it's more of adult camping at this point. Um, on the rare occasion that we do go, but I can handle myself in the wilderness. But wilderness, let's put it that way. But you had us sing a song called "Junior Birdsman." Now I don't know if that's an international song or not, but let's put it this way: you act goofy, you act like you're kind of flying by doing some of these hand gestures over your face, and and I'm telling you, I haven't sung that that those lyrics in years but they're so ingrained in me that they just the recesses of my mind boom they were pulled back up and I was singing Junior Birdsman laughing my tail off about how it was just like oh my gosh it just like really like took down some inhibitions and uh, you know just really transcended into bonding with other people that were at this this group that was you know it was a, a mixed you know, gender group. So it wasn't an all female group. It was, you know, I, there were a lot of, you know, different um, business types there and types of people there of all ages. And it was enormously fun. But it did, it, you know, at first I was like, oh, juniors. And then by the end, I'm belting it out, you know, because I, I was really like getting into that childlike. Um, you know, not, not, there was like no, uh, I don't know. And I, what's the words I'm looking for? Not really boundaries, but it was just like the inhibition. I just had no inhibition by the time I was finished singing that song. And so that's some of the things you're talking about that you do at your summits and, and your camp CAS. So you want to tell us a little bit about either one of those, the camp CAS. I'm actually going to attend that next year uh, because it just, I just think that it's a, a good way to, like, let loose and let your ideas flow. So, that, 
you're hired as my marketing person. I've just never heard anyone explain it that great. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, when we do these leadership summits and why I put them in the form of summer camp is, first of all, I will admit summer camp is a fairly American thing. Um, And I, I grew up at summer camp, had different experiences. It wasn't always awesome. But... There was a piece of it which was about I could be anybody because I got outside the daily, nobody knows me. You know, I, I arrive at summer camp. Maybe I knew friends that knew me last year, but they knew me as kind of goofy and weird. I didn't have the day in and day out school, parent kind of thing. So I could just be, like you said, drop. I, you can't be inhibited. You can't drop drop the inhibitions. I don't know what that, how to say that, but <laughs> basically I could reinvent myself. Right. And so why do I bring it back? Leadership summits now is camp. It's because there's so many leadership summits that happen in hotels. We're all sitting in our rows of chairs, staring at somebody on stage, very masculine model. They're up on stage speaking down to us on a big headset, and I'm supposed to learn and be inspired. And I maybe am. And I write down tons of notes, and there's time to place for all of that. But then I go home, and I say, what am I supposed to do? And then the notebook goes on the shelf with everybody else's notebook and all the hundreds of conferences I've gone to, and I might retain one or two pieces. But when we experience camp, we're outside, we're in nature. It'll be at a, you know various locations. It, we do try to, just for listeners if you're attending, we do try to go to upscale camps. So we're not sleeping in the dirt. You have great beds. It's heated, air-conditioned. We're good. A little on the glamping side. <laughs> but... <laughs> The songs, the campfire, it is to bring out that piece of who was I when I thought the world was open to me. You know, when I was a kid and thought I could be an astronaut, I could be a ballerina, I could be a gardener, I love baking cookies, like I could do anything. And it's who am I when I'm laughing? Who am I when I just don't care because I'm not thinking, I wonder what people think of me. Like, am I going to act foolish? Am I not going to look good? Am I not going to be cool? Because in that, that's, that's what holds us back with all of us from leadership. That's and true. so, yeah, why I do it at conferences is because, hey, if everybody's doing this junior burden man and has these funny, you know, hands on their face and positions they can't really get in, we all look around and go, okay, nobody's uh, good at singing Junior Birdman. Like, right. you go, oh, wow, you really had that down. Shoot, mm-hmm. I sucked at that. You had it good. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man, what do we do when we all just let it go? And that's really what we do at these leadership summits and why we call it experiential leadership because we don't need, the world doesn't need more leaders that just know about leadership that have read it in a book or attended some conference and took notes and think that they, we, we get it. We need leaders that are really able to get us through what I call feud, the fear, exhaustion, uncertainty, and doubts. And that kind of thing takes really being moved outside your comfort zone, not just talking about it, but singing a song, getting up and being weird, putting on skits. We have things, ropes courses, a lot of people know that in terms where it's like these elements that some of them require teamwork. Sometimes it's a single element that you're way up in a tree and you have to jump onto a trapeze or a zip line. We have these elements that are things that are really going to invoke uh, discomfort. And you say, so now that I'm uncomfortable, what do I do? And 
that's where we look into, and we want to move into a little bit of practical pieces, but that's why I think it's important that the experiential side is, well, let's bring it back and have fun. So yeah. I think as adults, we just get all this stuff with like the shoulds and must do's and yeah. Yeah, it's just boring. And then we go, oh, well, now I've got to ignite my passion and find fun again and be a leader and inspire others. But I don't even know how to inspire myself. Right. Because so, we're so exhausted to do that. So really, let it let us um, yeah. transition to that practical um, piece. You said that you have some tools for us to change our mindset to be more entrepreneurial. Can And, you, and listeners, you may want to grab a piece of paper at this point. Um, what are some of those tools that we can impactfully do that? So, first piece I alluded to at the beginning is that as entrepreneurs, we think we can do this alone and that that's the myth, that we actually really need a team. And when we say building your trusted and loyal team, people think, oh, those are people that work for me. And I want to say the challenge as an entrepreneur is to find who is my trusted and loyal team and the people I can go to to say, help like, I don't, I don't know who I am. I'm outside my comfort zone here. So we think of it as very simple. You want to have, some people call us a personal board of directors. It's a real practical piece is you want to have at least four people on your team. And if you kind of draw a little quadrants, you look at the, you, you want somebody that knows you but doesn't know your business or industry. So those are your cheerleaders, your confidants, somebody who just says, look, Kathleen, you can do this. Or, you know, you're always this way, so think of it differently. But they're not really interested in if your business succeeds or fails. They're mm-hmm. just interested in cheering you on. And then you want someone that knows you and knows your industry. And these are often your mentors or other bosses or people that have worked with you that can really give you industry advice that's pertinent to you because they know your leadership style. Going around the quadrant, you also want to know, have somebody that doesn't know you but knows your business, meaning they're going to be industry leaders. They don't really care about your story. They're not going to believe you when you say you can or can't do things. They're going to say, look, you need to do internet marketing or you need to, whatever, come up with a cost analysis or <laughs> something that's needed in your business or technology. Here's exactly the servers you need to use. And so it's important to have them on your team. And then finally coming all the way around that circle is somebody that doesn't know you and doesn't know your business. These are a lot of times your coaches and people that you're hiring because they don't know you, so they're not interested in your story. They're not going to believe you when you say you can't do it. They also don't know your industry, so they're actually saying, here's human potential. Here's what you said you want. Why can't you get it? Or what, how can we change the mindset? to get you there. So that's where a lot of the coaches, executive coaches need to come in. And I will tell you, in every one of these areas, there's a lot of kind of nonsense as well. So that's why it's important to know yourself to be able to say, this is going to work for me or this isn't going to work for me. This is something I need to actually invest in. And this is something that is not for me right now. I don't want to invest in it. And that kind of leads to the, really the vital piece that people need is writing out their vision. And I don't mean even a lofty vision, but this in real practical terms. I always say like, what does a Tuesday look like in your life? It's just a plain old Tuesday. You get up in the morning, you're where, what's the setting, what are you doing? Kind of, and, and you put in practicality, that's what an ideal Tuesday would look like. And then hang it somewhere and just read it. 
day in and day out. Every morning you wake up. This is the vision. This is the vision. Because it's only from that piece, Kathleen, that we'll be able to say, this is who I need on my team. These are my confidants, and these are the people that I actually need to talk to. So it's saying that the piece of write that vision, read it to yourself every day, and then make sure you look at the circle of your trusted and loyal team, anyone from knows you and knows your business all the way around to not knowing you and not knowing your business. Who are those people that I have to call on for help and support so that I'm not doing this alone, that I have reflections of whom I'm being out in the world? And that's all to get you through those pieces of fear, exhaustion, uncertainty, and doubt. Now, the techniques we use to do that can be wide and broad, but I say everybody needs to have some kind of awareness meditation practice um, that allows us to slow down and reflect Mm -hmm. on who are we being Mm -hmm. and what do I need next and how in alignment am I with that vision. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to say, and we're we're gonna have to just take a a, a little um, pause here for very shortly. But I just want our listeners to reflect on that, and we all have a few minutes after this break to pick up this wonderful way of building your team. And I'm gonna have you recap those steps right after this break with Heather Furby. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it? When you were born with a unique birth map, for your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. 
That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. My guest today is Heather Furby. Um, I had a blast with you today, Heather. There's some things that I have never really considered or or thought about, so I really love the you know, the, the four boxes. If you can just recap those for us, because it was a lot of information and um and and maybe even give us an example of your um ideal Tuesday. Yeah, so it's when we're building our trust and loyal team, we want to have these four types of people. You're going to want somebody that knows you really well, but not your business. So like for me, that's my mom and dad are always cheering for me. And, but they don't really know what I do in business. They can't really describe it. They don't really care. I could fail. I can come back to life. I can, they're, they're good. They're going to love me no matter what. So those are people that really know you but not your business. So like we said, your cheerleaders or your confidant, and why I say this really importantly, your confidant is a separate role, and that's the person that you can really call when you're crying, when something, you need that shoulder, because you don't want other positions to always know what's going on behind the scenes. There's a little too much authenticity at times that we have. Okay. So those are people that know you, but not your business. And then running through the other ones is they know you and they know your industry. So those are often your mentors, specific product coaches. You want somebody that knows you and doesn't know your business. Um, it, you mean no, doesn't know your business or your industry. Nope. Sorry, knows you, not your business, knows you, knows your business, doesn't know you, but knows your business. So they're not actually caught up in your story and why you can and can't do certain things, but they really know the industry. So again, those are going to be sometimes coaches and mentors or your connectors. That's a role we didn't talk about. Those are the people that open doors for you. And then finally, overlooked position is somebody that doesn't know you and doesn't know your industry. And often these are the mindset coaches, the executive level coaches who are helping you build the confidence that you need so you don't feel like you're walking around with that empty briefcase, that you actually are saying, I know what to do and I can do it. And so again, those are sometimes your dreamers and your coaches and your mentors. So I know it's a lot of information and that's how we break it down a lot with step-by-step programs, both online and in person. But an example of a vision, like for me, I mean, at the, the short part of it, like Tuesday, I wake up in a king-size bed with my sweetie, who is my husband, and get up early in the morning, sit outside, watching over, we have a beautiful view right now, but that was always the dream, sit outside with coffee and have some goats that are running around, maybe drive the kids to school, and then come back and get ready for my day. And so we're talking real practical piece. And it's, so I had my early morning and then I actually kind of, I lose it about 1030. So I want to take a nap. So I have written in my vision that I kind of nap between 1030 and 11. And then in the afternoon when I'm really on, that's when I'm answering emails, doing my computer work. And then for me, the evenings are so magical. So maybe there was a little bit more family time, but in the evenings, and that's when I lead my workshops. That's when I actually do most of my writing. That's when I do my video productions. And we run a lot of courses in the evening because that's when I feel on. And so I can go into much more detail because pieces have come true of that. Of That's why we live now with six and a half acres up in the mountains. 
and I have my three goats, and I have a life that allows me to nap in the morning and maybe again in the afternoon and then stay up really late at night because I love it. And so it's like those are the kind of practicality pieces that I'm saying of writing out your vision. It doesn't have to be completely lofty. It's just saying this is how I want Tuesday to look. There are trees. There's a lake. There's this kind of activity. And then you read it to yourself every day. And so Heather, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to um, close up your. It's a, it's a lovely vision, but I I do want to let um, people know that if they want to contact you to get deeper in their own vision, where can I direct them to find out about you and your programs and and you even have um, a, a guide that can get them started. So to get started, it's causeandsuccess.com. Um, just like cause and effect, but it's causeandsuccess.com. We have a guide of learning to ask for what you want because that's the foundation of how do you come up with these visions, how do you ask people to be on your team, how do you negotiate, how do we make sales. The fundamental is breaking it down step-by-step step into asking for what you want. So that's a free guide we have with videos. People can sign on at causeandsuccess.com, and then we can introduce you to other workshops from there. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Heather. I'm, sh- I'm sorry I have to cut you off, but I have a weekly feng shui tip and astrology tip that um, is coming up. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Can't wait to hear your tips. Okay, so um, actually I have been giving tips all along the way about how to access your wealth. And I, as I opened up the show today that Heather was giving you practical leadership um, uh, advice and I'm giving you ancient wisdom that we can use practically to get today. So if you've missed some of those tips about how to access your wealth, you can always go back to the archives at Illuminating Feng Shui to, and various ways. So we talked about using your front door in your entry, positioning your stove. Those are all, These are all wealth activators and then also using the most vibrant and prosperous areas of your home for 2016 using the good elements of 2016 these are all in past episodes but today what we're going to do is we're going to look at your natal chart to unlock your wealth and how we can let it flow so the first thing you need to do is you may want to go to uh, download your chart at freebusinessastrology.com enter in your birth information and then what we're going to be doing is we're going to look at the natal chart only and what we're going to go from there we're going to laser into the column which is the day of birth and the very top box um, it's going to be one of five elements so this is the most important piece of your astrology chart and because everything refers back to that so we're going to be looking you're going to either be a wood fire earth metal or water so if you were born yin or yang wood and the day of birth that very top element you're going to look for the earth in the chart, which is your wealth element to a wood element day person. So that's going to either be the brown or yellow um, in the chart. If you were born a yin or yang fire element, then the color gray or charcoal color, that's metal. And that's the wealth element to fire. If you were born yin or yang earth, then you were um, born with a water as your wealth element. Look for the color blue. And then if you were born with yin or yang metal, um, that is the wood is your your wealth element. So you're going to look for the color green in your chart. And then finally, if you were born yin or yang water, the element is going to be red. That's going to be the fire element. And as you might recall, fire is the most favorable element in 2016. So yin or yang water actually 
has a little boost up for this year. So some of you may not have wealth at all in your natal chart. Don't be discouraged. There's several ways, as I've been telling you before, to access your wealth. So um, I'm going to tell you other hidden elements in your astrology chart moving forward um, next week. I'll tell you um, other ways that you can access wealth. It may not be directly through a wealth element, but it could. there's always different ways that we can access prosperity um, for your life to begin now. So tune in next week for another exciting episode on Illuminating Feng Shui. We're going to be chatting with Bill Engelhart talking about how to enjoy your problems. Hmm, what's up with that? That's going to be interesting. And until next week, may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by Estate and Business Organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.